Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com and SelfishGiving.com. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And on the line with me, of course, is Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hello, Joe. Megan, what happened with your Seahawks this past weekend? <gasps> How dare you? Tell you, geez. That was not a good game. I was hoping that you guys were going to go back to the Super Bowl, and then we could beat you again. But <laughs> it's not going to happen this year. Well... We'll see how your Patriots end up, too. That's right. I'm really excited about it, though, too. But I'll tell you, we have a real winner today. We have Tom Bonano, who is president and CEO of Community Health Charities on the line. He's going to tell us about some of the high-impact cause campaigns, of which the first one was launched today, Megan, Every Kid Deserves. Hey, Tom, how's it going? Good. Now, the... The fact that I'm a Cardinals fan, can I still do the show? <laughs> Actually, uh, sorry, no. We got, uh, we that's right. That's, right. that's it. It's been a very quick show then. That's Thank right. You. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, though, the Cardinals, they were I know. an incredible game. That's for sure. Let's hope they have another one. Uh, now, but Tom, you're based, um, where you're based is, you're in Virginia, though, right? We're in Alexandria, Virginia, right outside the nation's capital. Okay. So what's the connection with you and the Cardinals? Uh, Phoenix is home for me. Ah, and, good. uh, so I, I'm not, a, not, this is not the St. Louis Cardinals, but, uh, the affiliation, uh, you know, the Arizona long suffering Cardinals. So <laughs> yep. I'm just crossing our fingers and hoping this week, uh, history is made. Yep. Absolutely. So it sounds like you have a guaranteed winner in this new program that you folks developed. But the first thing I was going to ask, Tom, could you tell us a little bit about community health charities and the background of the organization? Because you guys have been around for a long time, right? Uh, almost 60 years, yep. Joe. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the the very quick uh, story on community health charities is that, I guess, traditionally or technically we're called a federation, but look at it as an umbrella organization that uh, is comprised of the nation's really the most trusted, the most respected health charities in the United States. We represent uh, all the way from the nationwide or international level down to the community level, about 2,000 health charities. And these are the, the, the charities that most of the Americans know, the American Heart Association mm-hmm. or St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, the American Diabetes Association. And we have a very particular um calling, you might say, in that our job has always been to help get our charities into the workplace, whether Mm -hmm. that's the public sector, whether that's the private sector, to connect those charities with individual workers in the worksite who can become volunteers and become donors. Right. And I noticed, too, that you folks have some of the biggest names in business that are involved with you. That's why I say it goes all the way, say, from a St. Jude Children's Research Hospital down to uh, at a local level uh, in a town like Minneapolis, where you would have the University of Minnesota Children's Cancer Center or Minneapolis Heart Institute. Uh, the, the one common denominator is that those charities, those members have to meet our standards. Mm-hmm. And, and it's our guarantee to the corporate audience we deal with, to the public sector, that when you give to one of our charities, you're giving to the most credible, legitimate health charities that meet the highest standards. 
Yeah, that's important to people these days. Absolutely. More important than ever. Yep. So you've been doing this for a long time. So talk a little bit about what high impact cause campaigns, what this initiative is all about and why you decided to undertake this effort. Well, that's a good question, uh, Megan, and, and it really comes down to this, that, again, workplace giving as it's defined, of course, has been around for most of us, you know, for many years. People traditionally would say it's the United Way campaign or payroll deduction, and certainly that continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, some almost 2,000 campaigns around the United States involving millions of employees who donate to our charities on an annual basis. So why high-impact funds? Because giving is changing. Workplace giving is changing like all types of philanthropy. And what we found, and this is kind of a general statement, but say more traditional older workers were very comfortable with payroll deduction, giving to money out of the paycheck, you know, when it when it came time in, you know, September, October, November. But newer employees, millennials, they don't really relate so much to that type of giving. Mm. And we found through the research uh, that others have done is that millennials Millennials tend to give to causes rather than charities. So that gave us an opportunity to kind of go in a different direction. Hmm. So, you know, one of the things, Tom, that I was saying to uh, Megan before we got on the line is what this really reminded me of is that you really have the option now of having it's like a mutual fund of causes. Um, because, you know, you're focused. Exactly. In some, yeah, you know, you, it's kind of like you're focused. In, so instead of taking, you know, maybe years ago, another generation was interested in buying, you know, from direct organizations or supporting direct organizations, much in the same way that people would buy individual stocks. Now people want more diversity. They're more focused on a particular sector like health. And, uh, and this is a way for them to diversify. I think that's that's an accurate way of really portraying it, Joe, because it's it's not only that, but it's people want to give with confidence. They mm-hmm. want to give to the very best. So in saying children's health, everyone cares about children. They care about health. But what we're trying to address <clears throat> is asking a donor if you could give one donation to the very best, the most effective, the most high-impact charities involved in children's health, mm-hmm. that's what you can do with Every Kid Deserves. Mm-hmm. So talk, t- just walk me through this specifically, because I want to make sure I'm wrapping my head around this. So maybe you could give us like a before and after. So previously, if you had a company involved, an employee would get what from you saying, please donate to one of these fantastic health charities? Well, I think it would be like most campaigns around the country. It's the company says we're having our employee giving campaign, and here's a drop-down list of all the charities that we're supporting, and you can go through that list and pick out uh, a lupus foundation, uh, a multiple sclerosis foundation. You can pick out the charity that you want to give to and then donate to them directly, and then we throughout the uh, the course of the year, continue to work with that company doing employee engagement programs, essentially making sure that on a year-round basis, those charities are actually working with the company, interacting with their employers, employees, and and really making the connection on a year-round basis with each employee. That's kind of the traditional uh, view of it. Okay. So now with Every Kid Deserves, people have an option to donate to 
children's focused charities that combines multiple charities or how, how exactly does that work or how right. does it differ? It's, it's, again, it's, a, it's an opportunity. It's just a different way of doing it. Somebody might be attracted to, say, children's health, not necessarily to one particular charity, but just I care about children's health in general. So what we've done, much like, uh, uh, I think as Joe said, much like a mutual fund, mm-hmm. we've taken five of the most effective children's health charities in the United States, if not the world, and put them together in a fund that says you can donate, you can invest money uh, in in this particular fund. It'll go directly to these charities. And then these charities, through the work that we do, we're going to bring back high-impact reports, what mm-hmm. they're doing with the dollars. Mm-hmm. And so it gives them an opportunity with one gift to kind of hit a lot of different bases. Right. You know what I love about what you're doing, though, uh, Tom, is in addition to giving people kind of that, um, you know, variety or diversity in the terms of, of who they're supporting is, you know, I can tell, too, that you folks are really focused on impact and reporting and letting people know and staying connected with people. Because in some ways, this is what strikes me, what's wrong with workplace giving in other settings is that, you know, years ago, yes, it worked. It was great for an older generation. But it really doesn't work for a newer generation that has kind of a higher standard in the level of impact and communication. And this seems to be addressing that because it strikes me that we shouldn't write off workplace giving. No, no, no. And I think, again, you've just uh, it's a I I think you really hit on the essence of this. The heart of it is Mm. what we really want to do is to introduce a new generation of donors to some of these charities. And it's more than just giving a contribution and and you know it's going to a good cause and you know they're handling the money directly uh, and effectively. We want a relationship. And a good example of this would be if you look in Every Kid Deserves, you're going to find St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Now, everybody knows St. Jude and there's no question that uh, the, the work they do. That if you know you're one of those unfortunate children that have to go to Memphis to go to that hospital, St. Jude's going to take care of every single expense, right. and they're going to handle it. What I'd like to do, and my own, my own personal passion in this fund, is to take that a step beyond that, and also introduce to a donor that some of the most cutting-edge research being done around the world for children, the most serious children, uh, childhood uh, illnesses like cancer is being done by St. Jude. Mm -hmm. And it's not just in this country, it's in centers around the world. And the most exciting thing about this is St. Jude gives that research away. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the children in Memphis, Tennessee, in that particular hospital that are being benefited by contributions. Literally, there are millions of children around the world today and in the future that are going to be impacted by the contributions to St. Jude. And how how are you telling that story? And are you doing anything to tell that story differently now that you're a little bit more focused on millennials? You know, Tom, I was interested in too so. in, in, in that light too because you're out there pitching companies to be part of your program too. So it just isn't the nonprofits who are part of your program. You have to get the companies involved too, right? Well, it's a partnership. And on one hand, you have the charities that employees want to give to. Mm -hmm. But you're right. You have companies saying, bring us the very best of your charities, the ones that are going to connect with our employees again, not just on a giving 
basis, Mm -hmm. but on a relationship basis. And a good example of that would be, you know, the fact that companies today, they want year-round engagement. And that would mean... Uh, not only knowing that the charity is there to be able to, uh, you know, direct their employees to give to them, but to find those charities at the time when they really need them. Mm-hmm. It, it, we always kind of say it, but it's it's true. It's when do you need the Alzheimer's Association? It's when mom has been diagnosed. Mm-hmm. I'm at work. My life has now been turned upside down. What am I going to do, mm-hmm. you know, with a loved one? who's facing this incredible, uh, you know, uh, crisis in their life, we make sure that that company knows where the Alzheimer's Association is, Mm -hmm. where the local support groups. I want to make it very easy for that employee to connect with that charity when they need them, Mm. the time of diagnosis or a family crisis. Well, and you also talked about employee engagement year-round, too. Can you talk a little bit more about that? That's something we've definitely heard from nonprofit organizations that companies and their corporate partners are really demanding now, just having not just when they need the services of a nonprofit, but really engaging with those charities beyond just being a donor. Right. Well, again, that's part of the changing landscape, and I think it's positive. Uh, Again, we've gone from, again, the traditional fall campaign, you know, kick off, everybody get involved. The company puts the thermometer up in the in the lobby and mm-hmm. everybody celebrates and there's nothing wrong with that. And that's still there. But what companies want, I think what we all want is more of a year round uh, opportunity to yeah. engage with these charities yeah. again, yeah. when they need the services and programs, but also to volunteer. Right. And companies are putting more and more a premium on the volunteer hours and the specific type of volunteer projects. And that's part of Every Kid Deserves and all of our cause products, our high-impact cause funds. It's not just an opportunity to give. Once you go into that fund and you Mm -hmm. learn about the five charities that are there, we also embed in that cause fund opportunities for an employee anywhere in the United States to volunteer in specific programs. Mm. So we want to make it easy for that relationship to grow and enhance and build throughout the years. That's a, you know, I think that's great. You know, one of the things I'll tell you, Tom, is I've worked with other types of organization like yours, uh, specifically the Combined Federal Campaign um, here in Massachusetts. Yep. And, you know, they do a wonderful job, but they're not thinking the way you're thinking. And, you know, one of the things I have uh, to ask you is it sounds like you folks have really adopted too, like a millennial mindset in terms of your approach to giving and philanthropy. You folks are amazingly flexible. <laughs> and you're thinking something that Megan and I don't find a lot um, in nonprofits. I mean, is this reflected because you're a 30 year old guy and you get it? Uh, I wish I was a 30 year old guy, <laughs> but uh, that's a great thing about radio and television. That's I mean, right. and, and telephones <laughs> is that uh, you can't Tom, see that. Tom, no, you actually, sound so young. Talk, you sound uh, so young, Tom. Uh, you're like a kid. No, no. I, I actually, I'm at the other end of the spectrum. I always say this when I stand in front of groups. I'm part of that generation that was very comfortable with writing a check. Again, yeah. payroll deduction, we do it here at the office. It's a great way to give. It's a convenient way to give. I can give to the charities that I want to give to, and it's taken out of my paycheck, and it's kind of makes it uh, very easy and very uh, efficient. But mm-hmm. that's my generation. Mm-hmm. One thing, and I think this is, again, statistically, I think you're going to see this bear out. What impact are millennials having on philanthropy mm-hmm. or in certainly workplace giving? I think the answer that I would give you is they're influencing 
donors of all generations. We're seeing that you can have a 60-year-old worker, 65, it doesn't make any difference. You know what? They want to be more involved. They want to see results reported back to them in terms of, I invested X number of dollars. What happened in my community? How did the needle get moved here because of the dollars that I gave? So I think this is having a tremendously positive impact across the board. You know, Tom, it's interesting you should say that, too, because one of the things I advise a lot of my clients, and I know Megan mentions this and a lot of people, too, is to focus on millennials first and the rest will follow. Because of just exactly what you said, in the sense that millennials have a different way of approaching things, but it really is impacting everyone. Everyone wants to be more engaged, more involved, and more socially responsible. But it's nice when you have that magnifying glass of millennials to focus your attention. And that goes back to the, you both asked me, you know, why the high-impact funds? Why are we doing this? Because it, it makes everything that we've just talked about put into a capsule. Mm-hmm. In other words, again, going back to every kid deserves. When I said the five most effective health charities, children's charities in the world, there are many, many good children's charities, Absolutely. many that yeah. we have. Yep. That'll be another high-impact funds. But when you, when, you, when you look at it, when you really want to excite a donor and motivate somebody, if I said to you, with one contribution, you could be impacting children's cancer research around the world. You can also help alleviate the cause of most of our chronic illnesses, which is childhood obesity, and that's the Alliance for Healthier Generation. You could also send a kid to camp if you're chronically ill, even with fatal uh, mm-hmm. illnesses. Paul Newman established serious fun camps so that those children's and, and children and their families have hope. Mm-hmm. And then you go on to the next part about taking a child off the streets, human trafficking, and that's what Covenant House is all about. Mm-hmm. So you start to wrap in each charity that we chose, including Children's Health Fund, who provides direct clinical medical help in some of the most impoverished neighborhoods in America. Mm -hmm. It was a charity that Paul Simon started 20 years ago. We put those five in a package and, and with one contribution, you can impact each of those areas. And that's what we're finding that donors, not just millennials are saying, I want to help children's health in general. Mm -hmm. I want to see it change in my community. So by selecting very specific charities, packaging them together, they each do something different, but put them all together, they're having a real impact on children and health. I love that they're all coming at kids' health from a different angle. I don't think I realized that at first, so that's that's really powerful. I really like that uh, that bundling. You know, one of the things I would ask you too, Tom, it's really interesting to talk about someone like you who really kind of gets it. And, uh, and, you know, I think there are a lot of other nonprofit executives on the line that listen to our show and need to make that turn like you're making. Um, what do you know, how do you do it? Uh, you know, like how does a, a CEO of an organization and, and you already identified yourself as someone who's over 30 and, uh, and you know, how do you, how do you get that mindset that you, uh, that you make that turn? Do you start listening to Taylor Swift albums? Do you learn the Dougie? <laughs> I, you know what I mean? What is it? Well, in our case, it's easy, particularly in mine. Yep. Um, I'm not a millennial. Yep. And I listen. 
So mm-hmm. we work with people like Derek Feldman. I know Carol Cohn has been a part of your show and, yep. and uh, before Carol does symposiums for our charities, Paula Berezine. I mean, first of all, we've uh, networked, partnered with some of the leading voices, influencers in America, Chris Jarvis with mm-hmm. global volunteerism. These yep. are individuals that I listen to and in turn we bring in and have them speak to our charities, kind of telling them these are the trends, these are the, these are the micro trends. On the other side of the equation, the best education is to sit in the offices of some of the corporations in America Mm -hmm. behind closed doors and talking about what they are trying to do for their employees, how they're defining engagement. They know that an engaged employee is a more productive employee. Mm -hmm. You don't have to sell them on that anymore. The research is there. They also know that a healthy employee is a more productive employee. Now it's what kind of, what are the tactics? How do I get my workforce involved when it's spread out all over the country or even in one town. So I think the long answer to your question is I listen and you sit and talk to these people who are in touch with their employee bases and some of the thought leaders in this country, you're going to learn a lot and you're going to stay on top of those trends. That's good. That's good. It's a, you're willing to apply that though, Megan, right? That's impressive too. Absolutely. Yeah. What what response have you gotten from corporates about your these new campaign mutual funds for lack of a better word well we're finding out i mean some of this is uh, this is still these causes have only really been on the you might say the horizon for you know the last maybe two years and i think you're seeing them now come into a more of a general acceptance in companies but already we've had tremendous response because a again if you sit down and talk to companies who do surveys what do your employees want and they they want to be able to give to causes and not just children. Some of the other high impact funds that we're rolling out would be on women and mm. health, very yeah. specifically mm. on military and veterans. And, yeah, and that's a big one. You know, in in that area. Well, again, very quickly, you think, mm. well, health charities. What do they have to do with uh, with with military and veterans? If you look at our nationwide membership. And you take all of our charities from Easter Seal to Muscular Dystrophy to JDRF, all of them, we found out that our charities have over 700 specific programs at the community level, mm-hmm. whether it's for rehabilitation, whether it's Mental Health America, helping with you know counseling and the emotional support. We have charities that provide uh, support for husbands and wives that have been in, in, in situations, maybe overseas and in combat, coming back into the, the family life. We found that our charities have an incredibly rich array. So what we've done is package those, put them in one place, and put that into the workforse. Other causes, uh, uh, one of our, uh, the, the one we're getting a lot of response to uh, is companies that are saying, look, Bottom line, this is what's impacting our workforce. So we have something called First Five, which is, you know, the first five disease, chronic diseases that impact the company most at the bottom line, productivity, and in terms of the human, the emotional toll. So in one package, you can fight cancer, heart disease, diabetes, addiction, substance abuse. We put that all together. So the response, uh, Megan, has been, encouraging and uh, hopefully we'll find out as we roll these high impact funds out more and more if it's what donors want and where they want to invest their dollars and their time. 
Fantastic. Well, it has certainly been a pleasure to hear about this new campaign. And we are looking forward to following its success as it moves forward. So thank you so much for being here with us. Can you tell our listeners where they can find out more about uh, these initiatives if they'd like to do that online? Well, specifically for the causes, they can just go to health charities, all lowercase one word, healthcharities.org, backward slash, I'm sorry, forward slash causes. And that would get you to the page that we have on our website that talk about high impact funds. But other than that, people can just Google us or it's www.healthcharities.org. Great. Thank you so much. And we'll definitely include that in the show notes so people can link to that online. And how about you, Joe? How can people connect with you if they'd like to do that online? Well, every day they can find me on Twitter, um, at Joe Waters, talking to Megan and other cause marketers. You can also find me on my blog, SelfishGiving.com. And of course, uh, check out all those cause marketing pins I have on Pinterest at Pinterest.com slash Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF. You can find show notes for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com, as well as Joe's blog, SelfishGiving.com. And of course, we want you to subscribe to Cause Talk Radio in iTunes so that you don't miss an episode. And while you're there, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about the show. We'd love to hear from you. So on behalf of Tom and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time. 